Hi everyone and welcome to our special second episode of our mini-series for the IUCN Environmental Youth Summit. We are so excited to chat today and as always follow us on Instagram at the Global Health Collective for more episodes throughout the season. Hi everyone, we are so excited to bring you here to this episode. I have Mika Tan. Welcome Mika. Hello Shania. And we are so excited to get the conversation going. It is the end of the IUCN conference and summit, and we want, to, we want you to feel as high energy and as excited as we are right now. The first that question. great. Yes, the okay. first question I have, and I just want Mika to kind of introduce herself. Tell us a little bit about herself. Where, what's her background? Where are you coming from? Where are you right now? Ooh. I'm currently calling in from Singapore. Um, I am Singaporean, but I work in and around Southeast Asia. Uh, and that's a prelude to sort of the kinds of things I do. Um, mainly, I wear many hats, but all of them point towards bringing youth voices to decision makers about biodiversity, about nature, about the environment, uh, and particularly so in Southeast Asia. Um, my day job is working for the ASEAN Center for Biodiversity as their youth program coordinator. And then my night jobs involve being with the Global Youth Biodiversity Network as part of their policy team so that we can ensure that young people's voices are represented at the Convention on Biological Diversity. And then my last hat is with the Urban Biodiversity Hub because I'm Singaporean and if you don't know yet, we're a city, we're a country. So all kinds of biodiversity to me, my first instance of biodiversity is urban. And so it's a very special part of my life. And um, I run the Urban Biodiversity Hub so that cities and municipalities around the world can use all kinds of resources that are out there to be able to plan with nature. That's me in a nutshell. Wow, I am starstruck a little bit. <laughs> it's so nice to hear your background and how passionate you are in what you do. But I'm curious to know what has inspired this goal of yours to be a change maker? Well, I must say that every young person that I meet that's making change in their community really inspires me to, to believe that young people are the forerunners of truly systemic and transformative change. Because all the young people that I've had the privilege to meet and to work with in all of my different hats um, teach me very different things about what they do, how they navigate complex relationships and power dynamics in their particular location or country or context. And there's always something to learn from everyone. Um, I particularly look up to those who also um, are like power moms themselves who have children and are working to make their future um, more resilient and more fair, more equitable for themselves and for their children to come. So definitely all the young people out there, I look up to you. I can totally agree with that one. I think for me too, like my goal to be a change maker and, and what I love about meeting so many people virtually right now in this space is the fact that I think youth need to be in places where decisions are being made. And mm -hmm. I think 
youth to youth connections are so powerful and so meaningful that I think that there should be more of it worldwide. And I'm so glad that everyone here that's listening that may have engaged in the IUCN opportunity has feels the exact same way and is excited to move forward with their projects. But my question to you, Mika, is what is the main learning or a main takeaway from this past year? What have you gained during this pandemic? What have you learned? Well, this pandemic has really upended um, many of the things that we knew um, and also the way that we do things. Um, and one big lesson that I've learned really is that human connection is always key for anything to happen. Um, I've had episodes definitely uh, throughout the past year and even now when I feel unmotivated to, you know, to do things just because everything's virtual. I don't feel the human connection, um, even though I'm, I'm still talking about and still working on the things that I did before the pandemic. And I'm a lucky one to be able to do that. But sometimes it's just not having for example, after a meeting, being able to hang out with the amazing young people that I meet um, and then having to text them instead, um, those things do kind of drain my energy a little bit, but then it also makes me learn, it, it also helped me to realize that what pushes me, what motivates me um, in the work that I do is not just that it's about the environment, it's about the future, it's about securing a more just um, place for all of us. It's also that the people, that this is for people, we work together towards a common collective future. Um, and that's where we get our energies. And Shania, you were saying that we need more youth to youth connections. We also need more youth to non-youth connections because Throughout this summit, this Global Youth Summit, there's always been a lot, there's been a lot of intergenerational dialogues. And also in my work, when I work with others who are considered non-youth, um, I'm often told that it's, they work their best. They feel the most inspired. They feel the most motivated to do what they do when they work with young people. And so I think we need that everywhere to motivate everybody. I agree. And kind of like what you mentioned and how we should make sure we are taking action and in, in our learnings this year, learn that everything's connected to human health and everything's connected to the way humans feel and the way we interact with our environment, our, our animals, our ecosystem, everything matters. And I think understanding, I like personally this year, I, I understood how everything's so interconnected. And mm -hmm. I, I'm curious to know, what do you think about how we can make sure we are making the world a better place post-pandemic? And this yeah. can be anything. Yes. Um, post-pandemic. Well, pessimistically speaking, um, I feel a lot of uh, tension and, and a lot of people want things to go back to how they were. Um, but I want to challenge everybody. I know it's been a really tough year and I know that um, many people have lost a lot, um, whether it's their loved ones, whether it's their career, whether it's um, their dream that they've been working on so hard. People have lost a lot, but we have to be able to question as well. And on a personal level, 
um, I would suggest, I would advise that people question the system, question what it really means to be prosperous as a society for, for yourself and for society. Question why the pandemic hit the poorest the hardest while the richest got so much richer that with the with how much richer they got, they could have prevented the pandemic in the first place. They could have funded vaccines for everybody with how much richer they got through the pandemic. Question these things, question the status quo, and then find others who also want things to be different and work with them. So that's a broad brush for what you can do on a personal level. But I do understand that because many people's situations have changed that they may need time to just find themselves, get back on their feet and work towards something um, with a very, very different context now. I can totally agree. And I think one thing I've learned is about how and, and going off what you said, but global cooperation, global economics, and how the world mm -hmm. is really interconnected on a political level, that's something I've learned quite a bit about, especially seeing how this pandemic, like you've said, hit different places very differently. And why, mm -hmm. why, you know, what, what is the purpose behind that and kind of question the priorities of different places and leaders. And I think one thing I've learned specifically during this pandemic is I need to get a little bit more politically engaged. I need to see mm -hmm. the UN Sustainable Development Goals and see how I can integrate those in my community. Because to tackle global health, you really do have to start locally. And that's something mm -hmm. I think we definitely have learned a bit about as well. Definitely, Shania. And I actually was in the Philippines um, when the pandemic struck. Um, I'm currently back home in Singapore, but I lived in the Philippines um, for about three years now. And then um, I stayed there for nine months through the pandemic. And I saw firsthand how differently things worked there and in Singapore. And um, my husband's Japanese. So we, we follow different countries, uh, ways in which they deal with the coronavirus. And one of the things that really hit me was just how much, how localized, um, efforts, how localized efforts and communities really make a big difference. Despite the numbers that you see on the charts for each country, your particular situation where you are, even just with um, along your street, can be very different for the other person living in the same country as you. And that's where local leadership really needs to be to be there. And, and it can come not just from elected officials, it, um, in my community in the Philippines, um, I lived in a small um, town called Los Baños. And my particular little, uh, I guess they call it a barangay, which is sort of a community unit within the town. Um, the business owners set up an online platform, an online market, because to encourage um, more people in the community to then be able to sell their goods because of all the movement restrictions. And it was that community flourished and that was how we got all of our groceries, all of our daily necessities through the platform that was set up, not by elected officials, just by people like you and me. That's amazing and so innovative and so 
I would say really fast working during mm-hmm. this pandemic. Yeah, I it guess. kept us all safe because we yes. were able to just purchase within from from each other. And I got to know that, wow, there's so many other um, enterprising people in that little part, the barangay unit of my town. I love that. And I think that kind of trails into my next question for you. But how can we push for change? Like, like you've already proposed this example, how can we push for change in our local communities and implement the UN Sustainable Development Goals into our everyday lives? And and what pieces of advice do you have for young people to, to really spearhead these issues that happen locally? Mm. So I've had some experience sort of being an outsider in a community um, and, and trying to navigate that space. Uh, and I've also have, ex- have experience with sort of being um, back home in Singapore and being comfortable with this space um, and trying to find out how I can contribute in these two different contexts. So for one, it's definitely just to do some research, um, find out what's happening and who's doing what in your particular location, and then reach out to them. They always welcome help. They always welcome people who are interested, who want to be able to contribute just like them. And there's always um, something that you can contribute to, even if it's, for example, just being an admin on a page to make sure that if questions come in, you can direct them to the right people. Uh, You can start small from there and then get to know the community of people that are wanting to make change or or to do things um, for the benefit of your community. Get to know them so that whenever things come up, um, then you'll be part of it and you can therefore make a contribution uh, because you're just getting your feet wet and getting to know all these different initiatives going on. Yes, I totally agree. And I think that looking for mentors that A, believe in you and C, can offer you a bit of insight into the industry or topic that you're looking to Mm -hmm, work in. mm -hmm. I think there are some amazing people that are right at your at your doorstep in your neighborhood that are doing some of the projects that you look up to that you look up to and i think that um social networking has been such a blessing in disguise during this time spending more time online than i guess we should be but having the opportunity to really connect virtually with people we might not have otherwise and Mm. so i think you using that to your advantage Definitely. I've met so many people that I haven't met in real life, but I work with them. Um, We try to make certain campaigns or things happen online or in person, um, depending on how the situation is. And it's really incredible that the human connection is still there. I mean, it's different, but we all understand uh, what we need to do to keep everyone safe. I totally agree. And I think I'm going to wrap it up here. But our last question and thought for the evening is what is one piece (laughs) of advice do you have for everyone listening to this podcast right now based on your experiences based on your, you know, difficulties or struggles or, or hurdles that you've had to overcome in your lifetime? What is one piece of advice that you can offer us today? Well, I'd say look for a mentor, just like what you said, Shania. We need to have mentors in our lives to guide us because 
they've gone through probably very similar things that you're going through and they may have um, they may have worked it out somehow so that you don't have to do it the hard way. So find a mentor. And because this is towards the end of the Global Youth Summit, um, you probably have already heard from so many amazing people out there or met some of them online through the Hoover app um, or in the sessions. So think about who you can reach out to, um, to just chat about some of the questions that you have um, about the difficulties that you're trying to navigate through and you never know there's always someone there who can be a mentor for you exactly and on that note if you have any questions at all you can message us on our instagram at the global health collective and we are more than happy to offer you any advice or, or chat about anything that you um, may have a question about so Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you take action today, feel motivated, feel inspired, and really choose and focus on an issue that you really want to tackle in your community, and go ahead and do it. Thank you, Shania.